Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Friday, September 23rd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, the Guardians crept closer to a division title for the first time since 2018. Uh, they completed what what you would probably say was an improbable sweep of the Chicago White Sox. Uh, three games at, at the beginning of this week. They came into town looking to just at least win one. They wound up winning three, and now they are in complete command uh, in the Central Division. It's not a matter of if they will win the division. Now it's a matter of when. Yeah, definitely, Joe. It was, uh, you know, they just, you know, we were talking to uh, uh, Trevor Steffen after the game. He said, we took care of business. And, you know, he, that could, that was a perfect phrase because, you know, they swept they swept Chicago. You go back to starting on September 9th when they started, you know, had a, a stretch of 12 games against the Twins and the White Sox, their nearest rivals in, in the division. And they went 10 and 2 against those two teams. Basically, you know, sent them home for the offseason. It's, it's really impressive. They are playing right now uh, like a veteran team in the hunt for the playoffs. You, you see them coming out each night, taking each game as its own you know, entity and, and winning that night, winning early, getting the pitching, uh, getting the, doing the little things. We saw it again in the first inning yesterday with Andres Jimenez squaring around a bunt with two outs and, and a runner at third base, uh, getting that first run home, uh, for Cleveland, putting them on the board. And, and it was people, people criticized this, this way of playing this death by a thousand paper cuts or, or whatever, what what Jimenez did that was beautiful baseball. It was fun to watch that and see them, uh, you know, have success right there off the bat. Yeah, that was that was a perfect bunt uh, to score. Jose Ramirez, uh, Chicago's third baseman, was Yoan uh, Moncada was uh, playing back behind a bag, and he took advantage of the situation. Now. You know, as we were talking about before the podcast, Earl Weaver is probably, bare, you know, rolling in his grave right now. And all those old time managers that love the three run homer, you know, and, and live by the credo. If you if you play for one run, that's what you get. And, uh, you know, but still, that was a two run inning. So they took a two nothing lead. That was the second run of the inning. And it was just, you know, a beautiful play. And it was pure, purely instinctual. Uh, you know, it wasn't it did the call didn't come from the bench. Um, 
Jimenez saw that Mankata was back and he just, you know, reacted to the situation in the game. And it was, you know, that's when, like you said, Joe, it's it's a it's a beautiful part of the game that doesn't that has been kind of trampled on by the, you know, the home runs and, and uh, you know, guys, uh, you know, driving in 150 runs and, you know, the power aspect of the game. Yeah, the uh, the three true outcomes players, those uh, guys like Jim Tomey, it's either a, a home run, a walk, or a strikeout. Uh, I that that sort of sort of focus uh, from baseball all these years, uh, it, it maybe teams will see them doing things differently, and and the focus will start to shift because this is how the the organization has built itself. You look at the players that have been drafted. Uh, you, you bring up a Will Brennan, who's a contact guy, and and he fits right in, and he just starts hitting right off the top uh, in his first couple of games as well. So it's not like uh, it's it, it happened by accident. This is this is what the team has been planning to do for several years now, and it's it's uh, it's really amazing to see it come to come to fruition in the way that it has. It, it just over these last two weeks. They're they're handling all these teams that were were projected to be better than them in the the AL Central, the youngest team in the league, and and all that. You've got guys like Stephen Kwan, who's now tied for the, the the league lead in triples because he puts the bat on the ball and he, he gets his rear end around the bases. Yeah, they just uh, they really basically uh, ran the White Sox out of the, out of the ballpark uh, in this three game series. It, it seemed like every time you looked up, they were going first and third. Uh, they were forcing uh, the the White Sox defense into errors. They just uh, dominated the game with their speed. I, I would hate to be a catcher and, and a pitcher, you know, trying to uh, control that running game. And they've really taken advantage of it, and they've been successful at it. You know, they haven't they haven't been running like like uh, they haven't r- ran into a lot of outs. They you know every time they run, it's usually with a purpose, and it's usually uh, successful. Yeah, it, 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 pesky is a way that they've been been described. Uh, it, I think Rocco Baldelli and the the Twins described them uh, in, in that way, but you know, not in a not in a derogatory way, but just like a, you, you know, they never let teams like uh, Minnesota and Chicago that were built more for those big three run innings to to get settled in and and do that to them. They they they're able to with their defense with their pitching. Uh, you know, have quick innings, get through, and you know, a, a solo home run doesn't really hurt them. And and when their offense is clicking, they're they've been really successful just in the last, these last two weeks. Uh, it, it it's it starts with Quan at the top, obviously. When Miles Straw is clicking at the the bottom of the lineup, we we've seen that the, that connection. You wrote about that, uh, how that uh, you know has has worked as well. Uh, but really, you look at uh, Shane Bieber on the mound, and he's the reason why you were able to go out there and and sort of nip away at them, uh, you know, a run or two every couple of innings because Shane Bieber's giving you uh, consistency and uh, you know seven eight innings a start now uh, every time he takes the mound. Yeah, he's been uh, he was really uh, in, in the groove last night. He gave up a run in the first inning when uh, you know after. Uh, Cleveland had taken a one nothing lead, and uh, but then he kind of just shut them down until giving up the home run to a Sheets in in uh, in to start the eighth. But he's won his last four games, Joe. He uh, you know 
in he's allowed five earned runs in 30 innings over his last uh, four starts. Um, just uh, it's been a dominant, really. He's he's been the Shane Bieber that we saw in 2020. A little different version, not throwing as hard, but he's he's you know answered the bill every time out, and uh, just. Uh, He's, he's, he's fun to watch. And like you said, you know, with that bullpen and that starting rotation, um, you know, all you have to do is score three or four runs and they can make that stand up. Yeah, it's it's taken, you know, since he came back from that that injury last year, it, it took almost a, a full year for him to to really round into that that dominant form that he was at uh, prior to the injury. But but now we're seeing him do that. Like you said, there might be a few. Uh, you know, a little, little fewer RP, uh, MP, MPH, RPM, uh, miles per hour uh, off of the the fastball, but he's he's effective. He's a pitcher. He knows how to to pitch to these guys and get them out, set them up for things. Uh, is Shane Bieber now firmly in the Cy Young uh, conversation? Maybe maybe one or two more starts this this regular season. Is that enough to get him, you know, into that top five in the 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 Cy Young voting? Well, he's had 189 innings, Joe. He's probably got uh, two more starts, 189 strikeouts. He's, I think he's in the conversation. I don't, I think he'll probably uh, run out of time here, you know, like uh, Jake LaMotta. He never lost. He just, he just ran out of time. So <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, I think, you know, that, that's, that, that's probably working against him. But, you know, definitely he's 12 and 8, 2.81 ERA. Uh, and he's, you know, he's been, you know, he, it's just, it's, it's kind of a toss up when you think who's the best starter on this staff. I mean, McKenzie's pitched well, Quantrill's pitched well, and uh, Bieber certainly, you know, takes a backseat to no one. Yeah. I think you start with Bieber on this staff. I, I think you have to just because of the, the, the pedigree in the background. Uh, and then what McKenzie has given you just recently and, and really consistently throughout the season I think you got to look at him. Quantrill, Quantrill takes his lumps. He gets, he, you know, he gives up hits. He gets beat up, but he gives you innings. He's just such a grinder. Uh, I, I think that right there is your is your three for your uh, your wild card series. As as I can't believe we're sitting here right now talking about <laughs> setting a rotation for the wild card series. Uh, I, I want to get into uh, you know who the potential opponents might be for that wild card series here in a, in a minute, but. Just in wrapping up, uh, you know, this series in Chicago, uh, you know, Cleveland and and the the dominant stretch they just went on over their last twelve games, ten and two. Quan uh, goes eight for sixteen uh, against the the White Sox in this series. Uh, Naylor now up to what 19, uh, 18, 19, 19 home runs. runs. Yeah, uh, I think he drove in almost twenty runs uh, himself against uh, the White Sox this season. Uh, it, it, it between Quan and Naylor, uh, the, the White Sox are, are pretty much happy to see uh, the Guardians leave town and not come back this year. Yeah, definitely. I thought, you know, the way Naylor celebrates and, you know, he hit that home run uh, uh, Wednesday and, you know, he's pointing, circling the bases, pointing to the sky, pounding his chest. I thought somebody was going to get drilled, Joe. I thought somebody <laughs> either Wednesday or or, or, or t- last night. But I think the White Sox just were so deflated after that um, after that loss on Tuesday, the 11 inning loss, 10 to seven, the game they knew they had to have to stay in this thing. 
I just think, you know, you, they, they wilted. You could see it. You could you could almost see it when they took the field that it wasn't that they they had lost their edge. Yeah, you could say that the Guardians absolutely stole the uh, the hearts out of the uh, the White Sox there with that win on uh, on Tuesday and then just the rest of the series and and for stealing, I guess uh, that that's why the rookies were were made to wear prison jumpsuits and <laughs> and rounded up by uh, the catchers Luke Maley and Austin Hedges. Uh, really kind of fun. Uh, this is this is a tradition that the the club has had for for years. Uh, the final road trip of the season, the uh, the rookies and first year players uh, all have to to wear some sort of costume on the the flight to the 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 final uh, the road uh, series. Uh, what did you learn about that? What did you find out from uh, from the club and from the players about how that all came about? Well, I think uh, you know uh, Austin Hedges and and Luke Maley, the catchers, were were behind this. They were the ringleaders, and uh, it wasn't just rookies, like you were saying, Joe. I mean, what was Ahmed Rosario doing wearing hats, wearing a prison jumps? He's got five years in the big league, so maybe, I don't know maybe, what was going on. Maybe he just likes the color orange. I think <laughs> yeah. that might be it. I, I don't know. I saw Owen Miller in there as well. Yeah, and, you know, he's. I, I don't think he he's quali- He's not qualified. Owen Miller and Eli Morgan. Yeah. I don't know if either of them uh, qualify as as rookies this year, but uh, you know, it, it it's always interesting. Heck, the one year we saw Augie Rivero, the the translator, he was dressed up as as you know one <laughs> of the characters that they. I think they did superheroes the one year, and he was dressed up. So it might just be rookies and in parentheses anybody who likes to dress up for any occasion so yeah i, I was thinking maybe they didn't do this last year because of covid or something and maybe they those guys got caught in the backwash maybe i don't know well you know and that's the other thing is uh with as many rookies as you've had come up and debut this year uh i, I believe will brennan was the 16th uh on the list you've got to find something that's, you know, there's enough of it. Uh, you can't be, uh, you know, like the Beatles or something. It's got to yeah, be yeah. something where you can find 12 of them and, and have everybody dress up. So uh, the somebody raided a spirit Halloween, I guess, and and, and got the costumes uh, all, all taken care of. Uh, credit to Tony Amato, uh, I, I guess, for, for doing his job there. But fun to see that. Fun to see that this this team and this club. You could tell uh, in the clubhouse. I wanted to ask you actually about uh, was it Tuesday night's win when they were interviewing Quan in the in the clubhouse and basically Miles Straw and and Austin Hedges came over. Were were you guys around when they were doing? Yeah, that? I, don't know, I don't know what was going on. If they were acting like they were interviewing them or giving them a hard time, I I don't know. It was it was strange. They were. When we were talking to Bieber last night, they were, you know, Austin Hedges was screaming something. I, it was, it was like, it was like bedlam in there after that game. Yeah, this is the this is the time of of year and the situation with this team where uh, a guy like Austin Hedges' personality can really come out and uh, and really sort of take over that clubhouse uh, when you know you're you're you know days away from clinching the division championship. Uh, Austin Hedges has one of those big boisterous personalities and uh i i it doesn't surprise me that he's you know butting in on uh steven kwan's on-air live interview with andre and uh, uh miles straw comes over he's drinking a protein shake and you know throwing his <laughs> arm around guys and 
Hedges is there with no shirt on and just yeah. you know Hedges only does interviews with no shirts on now. He he doesn't do interviews without with his shirt on. That's well, you're, lucky. <laughs> you're lucky he's wearing pants, that's all. Yeah. Uh, at at that point. So uh you know, just a, a real fun scene. This is a this right now is the most fun time to be around that club because uh as soon as they, they wind up clinching and wind up starting to get you know, their ducks in a row, it's going to get serious again. And they're going to start looking at Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Toronto, the three teams that are potential matchups now in the wild card round of the playoffs. Yeah, it, it's going to be, you know, that wild card race is, is you know, really kind of nip and tuck. It's really close. Toronto's in first place at 84 and 66. The Rays are 83 and 67, the same record as as the Guardians and Seattle is 82 and 67. You know, if the postseason ended to started today, you know, it would be uh Cleveland versus Seattle for three at at uh, Progressive Field. Um so, you know, but I think, you know, the 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 Guardians are going to have, you know, something to say about, you know, who wins that or the, the, you know, the eventual the uh, final order of finish there because they're playing the Rays when they get home in a three-game series. Yeah, that first series home uh, next week is is three games against the Rays. The Rays will be highly motivated to win those games. So, you know, obviously they're they're going to put their best lineup in there. And, you know, don't be surprised if Tito throws uh, a, uh, a, a Cody Morris or, a, a you know, even a Hunter Gaddis, somebody comes up to make a start uh, in in one of those games, just to to sort of reset the pitching order and get things lined up for October seventh, when the, uh, the the postseason would begin, uh, a, a move like that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, the Yankees head up to Toronto uh, after their next series, so you know there there's there could be desperation there for for Toronto in terms of wanting to to try and keep uh, a hold of the home field advantage in their um, their first round uh, wild card matchup, but, and obviously that's a that's a big advantage if uh, if if they have it against uh, a team like Toronto or uh, a team like Tampa Bay or Seattle, uh, because you you might have guys who aren't vaccinated and can't make the trip. So uh, you know, it, very interesting to see uh, what's what happens there over the next you know week to ten days with these matchups. Uh, I just want to know who you think matches up best against the Guardians in a favorable matchup uh, for Cleveland. Well, they didn't match up too well against Seattle, Joe. You saw that. I covered almost uh, out of seven games. I think I covered six of them and none of them went very well. <laughs> so but they're struggling a little bit now. So maybe, you know, maybe, the, you know, they're not as good as as they looked against uh Cleveland that you know during that home and away series but they are a dangerous team they've got pitching power you know bullpen uh they 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 got they have a little bit of everything I you know Joe if I had my druthers I I'd kind of go with Toronto but that was just with me getting a quick look at Toronto you know a three-game series at uh you know at it at uh, Rogers Center in Toronto I didn't think they looked good at all. I mean, the, the Cleveland won that series, and to, to me, Toronto wasn't hitting. They looked sloppy uh, defensively, and I thought uh, Cleveland's speed could upset them. But you know, it's probably not going to shake out that way. But out of the three, you know, I don't. The, the Rays always scare me. You know, they always kind of pull a rabbit out of the hat. But uh, if if 
if I could pick the matchup right now, I'd go with Toronto. Yeah, uh, John Schneider, obviously the the interim manager there. Um, he, you know, he took over midway through the season, so it's not like you know they they've had the the smoothest ride this year. Uh, but they they're the team with with the most talent. I think they're the team that a lot of people picked to actually win the World Series this year. So uh, there's 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 that there's you know what what they can bring to the table when they're playing their best baseball. We just haven't really seen that out of Toronto. Uh, I, I think, like you said, uh, that probably the scariest option to me is is Tampa Bay, uh, just because we know that at any time uh, the starting pitching and the the bullpen can completely shut a team down. Uh, we've seen that over the years uh, from Tampa Bay, uh, and you know there, there's a lot of intrigue with that matchup. Would be with Kevin Cash, and history shows that uh, when the Guardians host the the Rays in a wild card game or or matchup in uh, at Progressive Field that things don't necessarily go as planned. Yeah, I forgot about what 2013, right? Four yeah. to nothing. They were done. They went t- the last ten games of the regular season, and they were then they were done in one and done in the uh, in the wild card. Yeah, it's something you don't you definitely don't want to see happen. All right, Hoinsey, uh tonight's matchup in Texas: Guardians versus Rangers. Uh, first time we've been back to that, uh, that ballpark since what, uh, since the final series of last year, final series of last year. Yeah. Uh, what are we looking for tonight out of, uh, out of the guardians? Yeah. Uh, interesting, uh, interesting matchup. Cody Morse rookie making his fifth start, uh, is going against John Gray. their uh, their best starter, but Texas, you know, they spent all that money, Joe, like a half billion dollars over the winter and the GM gets fired. The manager gets fired. And, uh, you know, they've been eliminated, basically. So things haven't gone well for Texas. So hopefully, uh, you know, Cleveland keeps him on the downward uh, slide. Joe, one thing. With, with, can you explain what has to happen for Cleveland to clinch? Yeah, the there is a, a scenario where the, the Guardians could clinch the division title before they get home on uh, to open the, the final homestand on Tuesday. Uh, but they would have to either sweep Texas or win two out of three in Texas. And the White Sox would either have to lose two or three games against Detroit at home uh, this weekend. So any combination of of either Cleveland, uh, two or three wins, and Chicago, either two or three losses, uh, gets uh, the Guardians a chance to clinch on Sunday. Uh, the, the, the best case scenario would be, uh, you know, the guardians win Friday, Saturday, the white Sox lose Friday, Saturday, and then the guardians take care of business themselves on Sunday by winning and and winning the title. Uh, otherwise you, you have to, you know, go, go with some sort of combination, but it's, uh, the magic number is five right now. And I, at this time last week, it was, it was what it was 13, 14, actually it was like 17. Uh, it's amazing how many, how, how many numbers they, they've, they've shaved off of that magic number total in in just a week's time. Yeah. When you go head to head with the teams that are chasing you, it can change fast. Well, it it certainly has done that. We're, uh, we're looking forward to, uh, tonight's game and, and each game of the the series this weekend. Hoinsey will, uh, we'll check in with you again on Monday here on the Cleveland baseball talk podcast. All right, Joe.